Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Around here, we'll be talking about all things expansion, going from good to great and from great to greatness. I'm your host, Barbie Collab. Get ready for your next level. Let's do this. You're listening to episode 19 of Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Welcome back or welcome if this is your first time. I am so excited to share with you that in a few short weeks, I will be opening the doors to my course slash mastermind called Become a High Money Magnet. In this episode, we are going to be jumping in and getting in there with our limiting beliefs around money and the expressions that we hear around money. This is going to give you a little sneak peek into what we will be doing in the course, Become a High Money Magnet. Of course, this is a podcast, so it cannot be as in-depth, but at least you'll get a taste of the material that we would be covering and the kind of coaching that would happen by me for you. So I have a little gift for you. If you are interested in the course, you can get on the wait list and I will be offering a $100 off gift. I don't like to call it a coupon because coupon sounds cheap. So a $100 gift or credit that you can apply towards the course if you get on the wait list. So you can go to barbiecolab.com forward slash wait list. Once the doors open, I will notify you by email and you will be able to apply your 100 off code. All right, let's jump right into this topic. In this podcast, in general, in throughout many of the episodes, I have been repeating a concept that may or may not be foreign to you. Things have changed, times have changed, and that it is possible now to create wealth, to create income without having to work like a crazy animal, right? Or having to work extremely hard for your money. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't work. I've talked about JLo and her documentary, I think during a few of the episodes that we've done, but I loved watching that documentary because you could see just how passionate she is, how creative she is. And there's nothing wrong with putting in a lot of effort. There's nothing wrong with working a lot if that's what you want. And of course, she's probably one of the richest women in the world. But I think many of us have this idea that if you're going to create wealth and if you want to grow your income, that that would mean that you have to work 12 or 16 hour days, but the world has changed. And so I want to begin here by looking at the changes in history. This is not a history lesson. I am not a historian. So if you're a historian listening to this and you're like, wait a second, it's way more detailed than that. It is not my intention to give you a history lesson, just to, but it is my intention to put a little context into what we're talking about. Because honestly, prior to this year, I don't think I had thought about 
all these changes that have happened in history. In a nutshell, after the agricultural revolution, we've had three industrial revolutions. Number one, the age of mechanical production. The second revolution, the age of science and mass production. And then the third is the digital revolution. We are entering or we have entered into a fourth revolution, which I believe hasn't been properly named yet or officially named, but it involves entirely new capabilities for people and machines. And so we went from working on farms to moving towards the cities, working in mass production in factories, to working in offices. And so what many of us have been accustomed to is working the nine to five jobs, working for your quote unquote secure pension, secure 401k plan, which as we know has or is being dismantled. Nothing is really secure. The world is changing. And many of us have not thought about that. And so we're living in a world now where it is possible. I mean, we're seeing this happen on every level where it is possible to earn an income, to earn even a fortune online. And you can see this even with like these TikTok influencers that are, I saw the other day on uh, some news channel that I was watching, this woman is making a killing selling like some pink sauce for food. And all these TikTokers are uh, making videos with this mysterious pink sauce where you don't really know what the ingredients are, what you know, how many calories it has, whether it's safe for you or not. And so that's not something that interests me or that I think would interest most of my listeners. But this idea that we are now living in a world where we can get paid, not just in exchange for the hours that we put in, but for your creativity, but you can get paid now for your ideas. And that, this is one of the radical first concepts that I want to share with you, is that you could be offering something to the world that is of value and that people are willing to pay for that. Now, I understand that not everybody that's listening to my podcast is or wants to be an entrepreneur. But what I am saying is that the world has changed. The way that we earn money or that we can earn money has changed. And I want to invite you to entertain this idea that maybe you need to update your belief systems. There is a different way. And let's say you are a school teacher and you love working with your kids and having been a professor and understanding 
academia and just the educational world. I understand that it has its flaws, but I absolutely love teaching. But my point is that if you love what you're doing, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a nurse, whether you are a stay-at-home mom and you absolutely or dad and you absolutely love what you're doing and you're okay with what you're doing, great, wonderful. That said, you can still hold beliefs around money that may be holding you back. And so in this second part, I want to explore some of these beliefs around money that may be getting in the way of you having more abundance in your life. But I wanted to give that short little explanation or just overview of our history that times have changed, that the way we make money have changed, has changed, and that it may be time to think differently. Thinking about money, just the word money, talking about money gives so many people anxiety and the heebie-jeebies. Opening up your bank statement or logging online to see if you have enough money, it's a hot topic and people don't like to talk about it because it gives them anxiety. However, if you don't look at something that you want to change, how can you change it? So when I was having that conversation on the last episode with my guest, Alta Lainas, I asked her, so yeah, a lot of people don't want to look at the skeletons in your closet. And I love what she said, but what happens if you don't look at the skeletons in your closet is that the suffering is even greater. So this doesn't have to be so intense. Today, I want to have a little fun and look at some of the expressions that are used in our society that we hear and that we may use all the time without necessarily having to dig deep into this work of our limiting beliefs. And by the way, this is something that we will do in my course, Become a High Money Magnet, where we'll really have the space to look at the things that were said when we were young and you will be supported and we will do this in a group. And a lot of people had some major, major breakthroughs. All right. So what's stopping you from being wealthy and from getting to that next level? There are some feelings that are getting in in the way. And so we have to look at what you really feel about money. And where do we get these beliefs? How do we develop these feelings? Well, from our parents. We basically inherit what our parents believed, what they said, what they felt. And there's a theory that that memories are stored in DNA and that we pass on. And I don't know if it's a theory or a fact. I think it's a fact, but I'm, I'm not a scientist. However, that memories are passed through DNA. And so, but even if they weren't, let's say again, because I'm not a scientist, even if they're not passed through the DNA, they're passed through our environment. And we have to look at what are the things that our parents said, because we also picked up on their feelings. We adopted their feelings. And so we're walking around products of our environment, products of what mom said, dad said, grandma said, what our teacher said, 
looking at our language. And so that's what we're going to do right now. I want you to think off the top of your head, what are some expressions that either you heard growing up or that your parents told you my mom would always when I wanted to, not always, but often when I asked for something, she would say in Spanish, I don't have money. Um, what do you think I'm rich? And it's like, no, obviously we weren't rich. What do you think I'm rich or money doesn't grow on trees? What are these things for you? What are some of these expressions? So I've made a short, um, little list. And the first thing, the first word that I wrote down was breadwinner. We use that expression in our society all the time. He or she is a breadwinner. Well, let's look at that. So what that means, obviously, is this person is the one that earns the most income and that supports the family. So we're actually talking about making money so that you can eat, right? We're talking about the baseline. We're talking about making enough money to buy actual bread. When we say that business is my bread and butter, it's the same thing. So this relates to this older system that we're getting out of where you had to go to work to a nine to five, you had to go to the factory, you had to go and work so that you can earn just enough so that you could survive. Okay. So the second expression that I thought of, which is, has been viewed as negatively, you'll say someone, so-and-so was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. And to me, that has never been a positive thing when, you know, and even we've used it. I'm guilty of using that expression alone. Now, I think I might begin to really change the way that I speak because if you have children, we don't have children, but if you have children, don't you want to pass on whatever it is that you have a legacy to your children, whether you have $10,000 or $10 million or $100 million? So why is that a bad thing? And why do we use that expression born with a silver spoon in their mouth? And that expression is usually used when you're talking about the children of wealthy people. And yes, 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 there are stereotypes. With stereotypes, there's always some truth somewhere that, of course, I'm, I'm sure that there are some children that are spoiled. And however, I used to go to this park downtown Dallas, Clyde Warren Park, and I know that the owner, Mr. Clyde Warren, extremely rich, he would have his children go to the park and clean and work in the park every single week or every single month because he didn't want to raise spoiled children. He wanted to teach them the value of money. Yet we use this example of born with a silver spoon in their mouth as if it were the rule, as if there were no exceptions. And that's just not true. Okay, another expression is filthy rich. You'll say, you know, so-and-so is filthy rich. Why is it filthy? There is this idea that it is more noble, it is more spiritual to be poor versus being rich. Why do we have to attach filthy rich? And it makes sense. 
if the ruling class wants to keep their money, you know, then they're going to discourage people from thinking and feeling that abundance is accessible to more people. So, and these are my theories, right? I would have to do like hours and hours of, re- of research um, to really explore, but I'm just, I'm having fun, you know, looking at different expressions that we use. Money can't buy you love, but those are two different things actually, right? We say that all the time, money can't buy you love. So that if, I mean, that's true, money cannot buy you love, but it can buy you experiences. And I rather be in love and have beautiful experiences and be able to travel, be able to care for the people that I want to care for and to give back than be in love and struggling. I mean, I've had both, but what is wrong with abundance? Nothing, but we have these expressions that keep us stuck. I love this expression. Well, I don't know if I love it, but money makes the world go round. And I heard someone say, actually, the world spins on its own. It doesn't make the world go round. But I think what this expression also means is that money is woven into the fabric of the world, right? Money actually doesn't literally make the world go round because the world spins on its own, but it does make the world go around in the sense that we are constantly interacting with money. We want to get a haircut, we have to pay money. We want to send children to school, there's some kind of money exchange for the supplies, for, you know, whatever. Everything requires, almost everything requires money. And so why not have a good relationship with money? And then the last expression that uh, I wrote down is money, or the belief is that money changes you. Money doesn't have to change you. Money doesn't have to change you at all. I was talking to my friend last week and she said, you know, one of the rare things about you, Barbie, is that money hasn't changed you. Like you still, she remembered when I used to live in in California and one of my favorite things to do was to walk the dogs on the beach, just very simple pleasures. And I was like, wait, that's still, that's still who I am 10 years later. And I was looking at today, I started making reels on Instagram, by the way, I'm barbie.collab on Instagram. And, um, a few months ago I hired a stylist. I was like, you know, I I want a new brand. And because I'm talking about money and I want, I, I want, you know, more luxury or whatever, but who am I? I'm someone that, yes, I like to talk about money and I want to help you be comfortable with money, but I'm very happy in my Target tops. And if you look at my reels that I was making, I'm wearing like a different colored Target top in every reel because that's what makes me happy. That's who I am. So no, money doesn't have to change you. Money they say amplifies who you are. So I would ask yourself, who are you? And my husband and I always say, actually, my husband always says, you can take everything you want away from me, the house, the car, whatever, but you just can't have my wife and and the dogs and everything else we could recreate again. So money doesn't have to change you. You get to decide who you are. I want you to begin to notice these expressions that 
are used, the expressions that come out of your own mouth, the expressions that maybe your spouse and your friends use around money. And are they stopping you? Are they affecting you? They probably are because a lot of this is just subconscious programming. We've, we've adopted these expressions into our being. Whatever it is that we think, whatever it is that we say becomes our reality. And so we have to begin to become more aware of what we're saying because we can only change what we are aware of. I'm going to leave you with some homework. And the homework is, and this is something, again, that we really get into in my course, Become a High Money Magnet. But I want you to begin just thinking very gently about the expressions that you heard growing up around your parents or whoever it was that raised you. What are some of the expressions that you heard and what are some of the ways that you are acting that out in your life? Now, I will say this. If you feel like you have a lot of trauma and you just don't want to go there, then don't. You have to use your own discretion. This is a podcast. And so this is, this is definitely also something that I told my students. You know, sometimes looking at your past is very painful. And so that requires therapists. And so that's not the work that we're doing here. But for me, looking at some of the expressions that I heard, some of the behaviors that I heard. I think I said this in episode one, two, or three. I don't remember that we would wait for my dad to fall asleep and we would take all his coins. You know, we were like these little little thieves taking, taking, taking. And so, you know, I grew up, I grew up kind of expecting things to be given to me when it came to money. And I was also on public assistance. And so I was like the receiver of money. And then I rebelled and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like a, a parasite. I don't want to feel like I'm a victim. And I'm talking about my own experience. I'm not, I'm not judging anyone else. This is the way that I felt. And so I rebelled and I was like, no, I'm not going to be like this. I'm going to go out and make it. I'm going to create my own destiny, which, which I did and has been a beautiful thing. But in doing that, I was also very, very masculine, very goal and result oriented, which again has its positives, but it was also very exhausting. And so now who I am, because I'm very aware and I have become very aware of my old money stories, my programming, and I've done the work of reprogramming my brain, it's a different story now. I'm really able to navigate between the masculine and feminine energy and to create consciously, to manifest consciously, which is what I would love for you. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode, that it has given you food for thought. Remember that if you would like to get on the waiting list. It's barbiecaleb.com forward slash waitlist, and you'll receive $100 off on the course, become a high money magnet and head over to your empowered life community over on Facebook so that we can continue this discussion. I would love to hear your takeaways. 
I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. Did you love that episode or what? Make sure to leave me a review and let's connect over on Facebook in your empowered life community. I'll see you next time.